welcome to the 20th episode 20th episode of Sweet Tea and D&D. We're checking right along. We made it. We're a fifth of the way to our next goal. That makes it sad. Let's do like 50 <laughs> as the next goal or something. Well, that's what uh, Garrett, who's faking sick, told us. <laughs> Shit. Okay, throw him under the bus. I kid, I kid. Goodwill, our producer, producer. What, is, what do we call him? Is he the producer? Producer. Producer. Asprod. I don't know. Wait, what did you say? Asprod. It's. Have you never heard of this? Okay. No, I just heard <laughs> Asrod. <and I'm> <laughs> no, like, Asprod. <laughs> oh, okay. Like it's okay. It's from a movie, and associate producer. Associate producer. Look, I give. I'll give you an, an associate producer cre- credit, and they're, they're Asprods. Oh, that's sad. I don't remember what movie I saw that from. If you remember what movie that's from, please put it in the comments. Tweet us. <laughs> Fuck it, do it. <laughs> tweet, tweet. <laughs> so, welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D, where we talk about the lore and legends of Dungeons & Dragons, as well as provide you with useful DM tips. Today, we're going to be talking about Jamie's monster and my monster, which is the... Dragon turtle. And this... Okay. For the record, we are not sure if we're pronouncing this correctly, but we're going to say Sawajin. Sawa... Fuck. Sawajin. Sawa. Jin. Jin. Sawa Jin. Sawa Jin. Alternatively, Sawa Jin. But we're going to go with the first one because... There's a lot more phlegm in that second one. It is. It's a, it's a lot phlegmier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you have the book, so... Oh. Well, some of it's good. Okay. Unless you want to pass it this way. I was answering my text messages. Okay. So I'm talking about the dragon turtle. Dragon turtles are something that I need to incorporate more in my life because they're kind of cool. So Dragon Turtles fall on page 119 of the Monster Manual. And I'm, I'm just going to dive right in. So Dragon Turtles are among the most fearsome creatures of the oceans. Yeah, they um, are. <laughs> they're gargantuan in size. Um, so they're the same size as the land-based dragons. And Dragon Turtles strikes with its deadly jaw, steaming breath, and crushing tail. Uh, there, a dragon turtle's rough shell is the same dark green color as the deep water where this monster dwells. Silver highlights lining the shell resemble light dancing on open water, and a surfacing dragon turtle is sometimes mistaken for the reflection of the sun or moon on the waves. So they will come and kill you silently through the water. Thank you, Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Australian. I, I'm bad at Australian. <laughs> it all sounds real, like... Uh, caricatured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good day, <man. laughs> Gotta have that lead-in phrase. Bright and can't, can't have blue. blue. <laughs> Bright and can't have blue. Anyone in Australia, we love you. Okay. And we're sorry we just did that. We do. I'm sorry. I'm sh- pretend to be Americans. Pretend to be Texans. That would be great. Ooh, send us your audio clips of you pretending nice. to be Texans. <laughs> all, I, all I think about is Spongebob when Sandy did yeah. the Texas episode. <laughs> I'm from Texas. (laughs) I want to hear somebody just fuck up our accent. I want to hear someone with a really noticeable accent, such as Australian or English or Irish, Scottish, really do a Texan accent. And I want to laugh myself silly because... I'm sure you're great. I'm I'm sure sure you're going to be great. We sound idiotic trying to do an Australian accent. I'm sure it's the same way... The opposite way. But watch them do it. It's really good. And, I and bring in all the stereotypes of Texas. If you know them. If you know Google them. Because I'm sure you'll figure it out. Oh, Just, Jesus. Don't, everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's a lot more red in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do we not bring politics into this? It's just, if we're going to color Texas, it's red. It's a beautiful red with like two 
pale blue dots in, in Houston and you know, A and couple Dallas. of shades of purple in Austin. floating around. Anywho, Dragons of the Deep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Smooth transition. Segue. Um, like, Segue. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just watched the episode. You like, watched it? That, or listened to the yeah. episode um, from that podcast. Like, Yesterday. And that's why we drink. <laughs> uh, like true dragons, dragon turtles collect treasure first by sinking ships and then by sifting through the wreckage for coins and other precious items. A dragon turtle swallows treasure for transport, then regurgitates it when it reaches lair. Dragon turtles dwell in caves hidden in coral reefs or beneath the seafloor or along rugged stretches of coastline. If a choice cave is already inhabited, a dragon turtle attacks its current residence in an attempt to, to take over. So I feel like they collect the one-two punch. They're like... I'm going to just hit the easy button on this and just like it shows in the picture on page 119, just eat your boat from the bottom. <laughs> Take the cargo hold out. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you've seen the picture. Like it's, yeah, it's from the bottom. The like you just, just bite the rudder or whatever they're biting there. Right. You take out that rudder. That, Thing is not going fucking nowhere. <laughs> just drifting. Uh, the sea. And then I just imagine it sounding like the worst kind of cat when it gets back to its lair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Now the question is: Does it store it in its cheek like a gerbil, or does it swallow it whole? It says it swallows it and then has to regurgitate it. That's disgusting, but also impressive. So I'm thinking of how much. Well, because if it's only treasure, I guess there's not a lot of. Unless it's just a treasure ship, there's not tons of just treasure on a ship. It's yeah. like usually goods, but yeah. Anywho, that just sounds weird. <laughs> just the echoing sound of a dragon turtle. <laughs> What's the sound of one dragon turtle retching? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, really wish one of the cats had a hairball right now. We could just I hold really it to the wish, mic. I really wish Garrett was here so he could just make faces while he makes sounds into the mic. You're welcome. This is our version of ASMR, just the grossest one. It's the grossest A. That should be a thing. Gross ASMR. Don't I'm don't sure Google it exists. That. Please Guys, don't, don't Google, Google it. that. It sounds terrifying. Um, <laughs> so it says, Mercenary monsters. A dragon turtle is smart enough to be bribed, and pirates sailing seas patrolled by these creatures quickly learn to offer them treasure in exchange for safe passage. Clever... What the hell did we say we were going to call these? <laughs> your, your monster? My Sawajin. 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 That one. Sawajin. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like I need like a note card. I'm like, how for Sawajin. We're all fucking it up. Who knows? But Who knows? Which of the ghosts? Let us know. Clever Sawajin sometimes ally with dragon turtles, enticing them with treasure to use their blistering breath weapons in Sawajin raids against ships and coastal settlements. Ooh. So we have tag team monsters where your guys just hire my guy to boil people. <laughs> Alive. So... And then the last thing it says, dragon turtles sometimes find their way through sunken planar rifts to the elemental plane of water. Those monstrous specimens can often be found in the service of marids, which strap magnificent coral thrones to the back of dragon turtles and ride them as mounts. Who's a fucking badass riding a dragon turtle? Marid, I think, is a gin. Uh, I'm going to look at it. Um, it looks like a really fat genie with like a swirly butt and blue with like flippers. Well, I'll go. I'm not going to read this, guys, because that's a whole separate That's episode. another episode. But I just Spoilers. Wanted, I just look at a beautiful it. picture. Oh, They're not pretty. That's disappointing. 
Yeah. Like very few monsters are pretty. Okay, so the top of it reminds me. I know I, I compare everything to Legend of Zelda, but it reminds me of the the king from Ocarina of Time who used to just sit there to make that funny noise when he asked him to move over. <laughs> owie, owie, owie. That was the sound of his butt moving. Anyway, they serve genies, or they work with you know whatever. Gen. They and I don't understand how a swirly butt needs a throne, but that's just me. Whatever. He can form legs every now and then. I think. Bet. <laughs> All right. Um, so the stat block, as I said, like it's, it's gargantuan. Its alignment is neutral. It can help your players. It can also eat them alive. It doesn't care. For fun. <laughs> uh, it has a natural armor class of 20. It has 341 hit points up to... Wow, that's a lot. 22d20. So that's 220. So 440 plus 110. Plus 110. 550. Jesus. Okay. Um, its land speed is 20 feet. It has a swim of 40 feet. It has a strength of 25, a dex of 10, a con of 20. Intelligence is 10, which I don't think is enough for this creature, but whatever. Wisdom is 12, and charisma is 12. Its saving throws are dex, con, and wisdom. Uh, it's resistant to fire. It has dark vision of 120 feet. Past perception of 11. It understands Aquan and Draconic. And it's a CR 17. Sorry, I was wrong before. And it has 18,000 XP. That's where I got that number. Okay. Um, it, the Dragon Turtle can breathe air and water. Then it has its fun multi-attacks. So it can do three attacks. One with its bite and two with its claws. Or you can take the claw attacks and swap them for a tail attack. Um, the bite is a melee attack. It's plus 13 to hit, reach at 15 feet. On a hit, it does 26 up to like 42 damage, uh, piercing damage. The claw attacks, which you would normally get two, is a melee weapon attack with a plus 13 to hit, or reach at only 10 feet with one target. Um, on a hit, it does 16 or 23 slashing damage. Now the tail attack, which is pretty cool, um... Plus 13 to hit, reach at 15 feet. On a hit, it does 26 up to 42 bludgeoning damage. If a target is a creature, it has to succeed on a DC 20 strength saving throw or be pushed up to 10 feet away from the dragon turtle and knocked prone. I realize now I really fucked up its tail in the drawing. I gave it like a normal turtle tail. Well, to be fair, you can't see in the picture. True, but also, surprise, it's just, well, we'll, we'll get to it. Just imagine how it's going to attack with this tail later. Uh. It's going to be sad. <laughs> well, the reach is only 10 feet, so it's not that big. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay. Uh, and the last and probably coolest feature is the steam breath weapon. Steam breath. It recharges on five and six, just like the other dragons. Uh, the dragon turtle exhales scalding steam in a 60-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 18 con save or take 52 um, up to... I'm sorry, I'm doing math. 90. <laughs> uh, public schools. Okay, or up to 90. Um, hey, that's a stereotype. We're dumb. <laughs> public schools made us dumb. There you go. Okay, anyone from any other country, just know we deeply, deeply envy your education system. We do. And I wish that I knew more than one language. I do know more than one language, but I wish I knew more than one spoken language. So. They take up to 90 damage, uh, fire damage on a failed save or half on a successful save. And being underwater doesn't grant resistance against this damage. Ugh, boiled alive. 
Yeah, basically. That'd be a rough way to kill a party. So the way I see this coming into play is, like, imagine this was, like, the first go on a ship raid on the ocean, which Salt Marsh just came out, so you also check that one out. It's very ocean-themed. Yeah, this would be a good thing for that. Yeah. I haven't read it, but it had ships in it, and I was excited. But uh, <laughs> I think because everyone kind of bitched about how do you run a good on-water campaign mm-hmm. because you kind of run out of ideas after a while besides just being on a boat and fighting shit. Yeah. And now you have an action where you can use the ship and it has other equipment on it as well. Yeah, that's real cool. And it has some sweet magic items for the ships, too. It's real cool. Um, but I would employ dragon turtles. I mean, if, if you're following written campaign stuff, you know, use your own creativity to, to you know, tweak it. But dragon turtles, it says they'll swallow people for passage. It swallows treasure or something. And you could employ, essentially, a dragon, tur- a dragon turtle to... Just put in contraband, and you pay it enough, it'll just move things under the water. Ooh, that's cool. And who the fuck is going to come after a fucking dragon turtle? Like, and you have to figure out it's a goddamn dragon turtle. Do you remember how I was like, oh, we should, I want to really write a pirate campaign. Thank you for the idea. I mean, you should totes because, well, we'll get to that when we do our DM tip. But anyway. Yeah. Um, that's all in the dragon turtle. I've used a dragon turtle once, and it... You poisoned it, didn't you? No. It was... But, Okay, it was during a weird transition in D&D, and I made it where they would, the, the party was essentially going to save it. The story kind of was that someone was given a dragon, a dragon turtle egg, and they lived next to a lake. And the lake was good for a while, minus the fact I didn't take into account salt water, but fuck it, it's a dragon. Um, fuck it, it's a dragon. <laughs> they magic as shit. They can just do this. Um... But someone gave him a dragon turtle egg. He hatched that egg, raised it in this lake, and eventually just became too big. And it was kind of dying because while it is amphibious, you know, water, and the water is stagnant and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It was filled with dragon turtle poop. It was just feet of dragon turtle poop. And he didn't even, because he didn't have a horde, and I feel like that would mess with his head as a dragon. Anywho, I don't fucking know. They were going to save it, and then plot twist. I fucked up the campaign. <laughs> I hope that dragon turtle's doing okay somewhere. <laughs> Do you remember its name? I don't know if it had a name. And that was rude. I mean, it was sad dragon turtle number one. I don't. I don't know number two, you you're on standby. Me. You are on standby. You're going to be, you know, playing mule to contraband in Zach's campaign. Okay, but that's, that's all I have. So sweet. On to you. On to me. Let's talk about Sawajin. Sawajin. We're going to talk about him, and I'm going to pronounce him wrong <laughs> the entire time. So my actual favorite part of the text from this is the opening because it's very fucking ominous. It's like, across the fog-shrouded coast or endless ocean swells, an ominous drone sound sounded on a conch shell chills the blood of all who hear it. This is the sound of the Sawajin hunting horn. Okay. A call to raid and battle. Coastal settlers refer to Sawajin as sea devils. Her Sawajin have no compassion in them, slaughtering the crews of ships and decimating coastal villages. Nice. Fucked With up. With the help right? of the dragon turtle. With the help of the dragon turtle. So they are devils of the deep. They are predatory Piscean race that refer, uh, ventures from the ocean's black deaths to the hunt the creatures of the shallows and shores. They consider the entire ocean their domain. Which is pretty ballsy, if I do say so myself. So um, they hunt blood, or they hunt creatures for sport. I think that's their fun. 
That's I mean they get it for money too and rating and everything, but they just do it for fun most of the time. Oh, so uh, <laughs> they are self-styled rulers of Sawajin Ocean domains. Are massive mutant males that grow second sets of arms. They are terrible foes in battle, and all Sawajin bow down before these powerful barons. They follow the goddess or the god of shark Sekola. Again, pronunciation. And uh, only female Sawajin are deemed worthy of channeling the god's prowess as a priestess. Uh, they are the only ones who can cast. The barons are the highest level CR that you can take since they are the two armed or four armed challengers. Nice. Uh, they are driven into frenzy by the smell of fresh blood. As <laughs> worshipers of the Sekula, they also have a special kinship with sharks and can telepathically control them. And even untrained sharks recognize them as allies and do not attack them. So that's a neat trick. Somehow I want to embed Sharknado into D&D culture. I mean, I feel like you could. With Sawajin and a storm. And water element or water elemental or... A Marin. Or even a pissed off air elemental. He's just like, no yeah. sharks. And <laughs> yeah. just swirls them up. <laughs> so for fun, they have what's called el- elven enmity, which means they hate aquatic elves. Which I didn't know those were a thing. I didn't really either. <laughs> I've read this before a long time ago when I was looking into these for a homebrew I was working on. And apparently they have that like sci-fi infiltration type bot- uh, mutation where like one of their race will look very similar to an aquatic elf. And then because of that, they'll put them in as like little spies into the community. They'll leave them in the aquatic elf society and they'll just murder and collect information. Okay. How to get political in your Sawajin plot. They're not just bloodthirsty. Like don't look anything like elves. Well, that's the thing. The mutation makes them look like not part you of their race. ugly, flat-faced, short-necked son of a bitch. You get out of here. <laughs> get out of my society, but also tell me secrets of the enemy. So they are medium humanoids. They are lawful evil. I don't know where the lawful part comes into this, but whatever. They have an armor class of 12, and they have hit points of 22 with a 48 plus 4. So that is math. 32 plus 4. 36. Thank you. Uh, They have a swim speed of 30. Or excuse me. They have a walking speed of 30 and a swim speed of 40. They are kind of shit at everything else. They're only a half challenge rating. So they have a plus 1 to strength, con, intelligence, wisdom. That's it. And then their charisma is a minus 1 and their dex is a plus 0. So they don't have anything above a 13. So that this is another probably monster that needs to be grouped. Like they grouped need to together have with probably like a baron leading them because that's your CR5 monster. Mm, kind of like, kinda like goblins. Like yeah. native goblins. Goblins, they're cool in their own, but you end up shitting on them. But you get into hobgoblins and boss goblins and shit like that. Then you can start beefing up these uh, parties of, of monsters. Yeah. And they kind of look like if a sea hag fuck swamp thing. Oh, gosh. So bit. they're... They're like they have like fins on their face, which why I don't fucking know. And then they have fins on their arms and a tail, I guess for speed. And they are web-footed. It doesn't look like they have web hands, but I would probably say they do. They're just not spread out on this photo. Or they may be shorter webbed, like they don't go all the way yeah. between their fingers. So these guys have a plus five to perception, so they're pretty good at spotting things. They have a dark vision of 120 feet, which is quite impressive, and a passive perception of 15. Um, they have um, they know one language, Sawajin. They can only speak to themselves. Hmm. And they are a half-challenge rating, as I mentioned before. Their fun bonus is that they have Blood Frenzy, which anytime they are attacking a creature that has no that is below maximum hit points, they get to do advantage on the attack. 
So after round one, pretty much everybody's going to be low hit points, unless it's like a caster in the background. Yeah. So advantage on all those attacks. Uh, they have amphibiousness, amphibiousness, light, limited amphibiousness. They can breathe out of the out of the water, but up to four hours, and then they have to be chunky dunked back into the water to be getting. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have shark telepathy. I guess you could say this is probably cooler than blood frenzy, but whatever. I don't. Well, I mean, they have sharks. shark friends and shark servants. Yeah. And so, of course, they can. So, I guess sharks speak. Sawajin. Sawajin. Telepathically. So, technically, the rule of telepath- telepathy is they do not have to understand your language. That sounds okay. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. So, it's, they have 120 feet and they have limited telepathy to speak with them. So, these guys get multi-attack. They get two melee attacks, one with its bite and one with its claw or spear. They have this badass spear. I didn't even try to draw that because it, it no. I think only like two parts of it are actually like metal, and then the rest of it is just like uh, bamboo looking. So sea coral. I don't know sea coral. Sea coral, which is where all corals from. The sea. Never mind. I was going to say something dumb, and I decided not to say it. Okay. Okay. Here so they on. have. <laughs> They have a bite, a claw, and a spear, all with a plus three, and the reach is five, which is weird because spears normally have – no, spears have five. They're not longer weapons. Uh, the spear, of course, can be thrown. It does 1d6 plus one piercing damage or 5D, uh, 1d8 plus one piercing damage if used with two hands. It is considered a versatile weapon. Um, they can bite with a 1d4 plus one piercing damage, which is average about three. And they can also claw, which is the same damage, 1d4 plus one. So they, they're kind of limited on their abilities. For shits and giggles, I'm going to go over some of their uh, other things. So the priestess is a challenge rating of two, very similar in stats, except in this case they have spell casting. They know guidance, thaumaturgy, bless, detect magic, guiding bolt, hold person, spiritual weapon, which is a trident, and mass healing word and tongues. So they're pretty decent at casting magic, but then again, they just have a bite and claw do kind of mediocre damage with this at best. And on to I have it one claw, but beware. <laughs> yeah. The Baron, though, is the highest CR of all of these. That is terrifying. I'm sure glad I didn't have to try Yeah, to you're welcome. That. I don't know. It just has a really long torso. It was so angry. It, it was... But its neck's shorter, and I guess it's kind of had to like, they took its neck down to make its. To make more arms. To make more arms, yeah. Traded neck for arms. So it has higher AC, of course, more hit points. It's, it's got great traps. Traps for days. <laughs> it actually has saving throw bonuses, all of which are great. Its shittiest thing is wisdom with a plus Bonus one. <laughs> yeah. uh, it also speaks Sawajin, as all of them do. Uh, same thing, blood frenzy, limited amphibiousness, and shark telepathy. But it gets plus seven to all of its hits. And it does three attacks in a turn. So it does bite, claw, and trident as well. So it will really kind of fuck you up. The difference, yeah, I guess, would be they're using a trident, not a spear. But same thing. So they worship a shark god. They get to play with sharks like shark dogs. (laughs) And um, they just like to murder. So let's see our doodles. I'm going to doodle your dandy. Dandy your doodle. So mine... (laughs) Don't look at me like that. (laughs) It's... Oh, hold on! I didn't. Did I? Okay, I don't remember the layer bullshit. Just, just look at the thing. It it just has a speedo on, and I'm just <laughs> so confused. Like it looks like it dropped straight out of a strongman contest because you gave it rock hard abs. <laughs> like okay, so in the book, it has great abs. Like it has. Ow! <laughs> I hit myself. Yeah. Um. So in the book, it has like you know on the side. 
right here by man boobs, I guess. I don't, I've never seen a woman with this. But it had the little ripples, like, on the sides. Like, it had no Oh, like handles. the weird, like, V thing that goes in here? Well, no. That's I don't on, have that's them. That's on your uh, pelvis. I thought there was one that was, I'm too fat to know what these are. So. Well, look, I'm serious. If you look in the book, they're there. It's like little muscles on the side of it. So, but it's it's not showing I never took anatomy. I don't know body parts. Oh, yeah, you're right. It has, like, ripped muscles down. It has muscles for days, but it's a swimmer, so of course That's it a is. leaf. I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's a leaf. What do you mean a leaf? That's what's on its side. It's a leaf. Are you sure it's a leaf? Because it lives in the fucking ocean. I'm damn sure that's part of its armor is just a leaf. I don't think it's a leaf. It's Why a would leaf. it have leaf in... It's a leaf. It is a leaf. It's a leaf. Where the hell did it get a leaf from? <laughs> There are leaves in the ocean, like kelp and other okay, things. Okay, that looks like a banana fucking leaf. They're, they're, they were raiding a ship or a shore, bananas. and they're just like, you know what? <laughs> I want to put this under my arm. He's the tally man. He tallies the bananas, and then he takes the leaves. Get out. <laughs> From Mr. Sawaji and tally me banana. <laughs> I don't want you at the table anymore. Go away. Too bad. Garrett's not here to stop me. <laughs> so why does it have the sassiest fucking neck I've ever seen. Look at the neck on that thing. I mean, I just, it's muscular and extended. You know extended. what it reminded me of? Yours looks like it's just happy to see me. You know what it reminded me of? Mr. Miyagi with a long no, neck. No, it reminded me of the Spongebob beam. You remember the one where it's oh, <laughs> like yeah. staring at them? Um, it's like one of the little fish. <laughs> yeah, and he's like eating a burger or something at the same time. It just has its neck real far out yeah. and it's giving him a glare. That's Jeez. what it reminded me of. And um, I made the sassiest naked. Uh, just like he's in a Speedo and he's like, give me back my leaf. I can't believe you thought it was muscles. I did think it was muscles. It's probably, I think you're right. It's probably stopped chasing. I'd go with that. Because it's right. Because they have like shells for armor. Yeah. It was like giant um, from like hermit crabs or something. Yeah. So you can see these doodles on our Instagram and Twitter when we post them the day following our um, episode release. Episode release. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for that beautiful. one. You're welcome. I'll come out later. <laughs> I probably won't. I just, I feel like I got really good definition in his arms and legs. You did really good detail the on his arm. The body looks like, solid. We've definitely made some improvements with this. I know, guys. We're going to be like master fucking drawers by episode 100. I wouldn't say that. I say that. All right. So I'm going to show you my dungeon doodle, which I'm- is the beautiful dragon turtle. And I want you to focus, more importantly, on its tail and how I got it very, very wrong. Does it like it's pooping? It does look like it's slightly dropping the grayest turd. Gosh, you have the most angriest looking turtle. It doesn't even look like it's in water. It's like it's trapped in blue. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's pissed. It's trapped in blue. It's trapped. Brayden can't have blue. (laughs) (laughs) The turtle has too much blue. Has too much blue. It's, aw, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That tiny turd of a tail. There be a dragon turtle. Yeah, it, it looks like it only has a reach of 10 feet. It looks like it's not doing much with it. I just imagine, like, that's a nubby t- It's gargantuan, though, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like 15 or 20 feet on 20 feet, I think. Oh, how cute. So, I mean, that tail's got to be still, pretty fucking long. It remind, these remind me of, the bodies look like sea turtles. So if I'm picturing a sea turtle, its legs are flat. So right, if you're standing right behind it, it can still nab you with that tail pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I didn't see the whole tail part. My bad. Yeah, but they don't show the tail in the picture. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I also cool. don't know what it's um, did. I wanted I to be surprised. 
But he, you're just gonna judge it more. I will. <laughs> but you can judge my naked, my naked shower. I'm a little jealous of it. I mean, I'm not as ripped as it is at all. I mean, this turtle has abs for days. Okay, that's its shell. Abs. It's shell abs. Its abs are attached to that shell. And it's if you take it away, skeletons attached. It's the part on your back. Your backbone's attached to that shell. It's tummy, nummy, nummy is attached to this sweet little shell, and it's a, it's a nine pack. Just take it. Take the fucking couplet. It is a nine. But pack. my sassy fucking. <laughs> He looks like he's at a swimsuit competition. And he lost. And he's, and he's real lost. bitter about it. And he's it. already thinking of blowing the horn to kill everybody on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, should I ruin these people's day? <laughs> yes. I want you guys to tell me what you think of my sassy Saujin on either Facebook at Sweet Tea and D&D, Instagram, Sweet Tea and D&D, or Twitter, Sweet Tea and D&D. Um, if you haven't figured it out, that's the name of the podcast. That is the name of the podcast. Um, <laughs> on our social media, yeah. And if you want to listen to our sultry voices, those are on your podcatcher of choice. We have them on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. What? Oh, yeah, shit. I, I forgot like, about No advice for you guys. We're going on forever. All right. You so, should let me finish and then just cut it and put it somewhere else. Fuck it. I'd have to do that. No, it's easier to do it later. <laughs> Oh, goddamn. Okay. Goddamn. All right. So, for your DM tip, because we had a technical issue today. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> for your DM tip, we were going to talk about DM burnout. Burn out. Burn the fuck out. Oh, gosh. So, I'm known as a quitter in the. <laughs> <laughs> in my, and there's one thing I'm good at <laughs> it's quitting D&D campaign. Quitting. So, I've quit countless. Some of them were for bad DMs. Some of them were for other reasons. But the main reason that I quit them is I was running them and either ran out of time or ran out of fucks to give. It's so – because it's one of those things – and we, we bring this up because we were, we were talking about what we were going to do and what we were going to talk about. And today I had to tell my players, guys, I am just – I'm done. I can't give anything to this. I don't have any joy or anticipation about it. I don't look forward to playing. Like I look forward to seeing my friends, but I don't look forward to necessarily playing because being a DM, being a DM is hard work. It's keeping up with a lot of things. It's remembering a lot of stuff. It's while everyone has their story, you're pulling all the strings and spinning all the plates. And sometimes one of them is going to fall. And sometimes it just feels like all the plates are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there's a lot of ways to do this. First of all, know your limits. When you, if you decide that you want to take a stab at DMing, don't do it in a weekly basis. Space yourself out once every two weeks, something like that, because it will end up consuming your whole life. <laughs> it is a very time-consuming ordeal. It is. And I would suggest if you have a party of new players. See which one of them might be interested in becoming a DM. Like if they think they could run a table, go ahead and start talking to them and say, hey, if you're interested, I'll teach you the go going comings and goings of all of this. I'll play a game with you and then I could just kind of – I wouldn't say backseat DM because there, there is the rule of fun over everything if yes, somebody agrees definitely. with that. But I think – it's always great to have somebody who can come in as a backup. And I always thought it would be cool to do like two weeks on, two weeks off. 
Yeah. Like I do two straight weeks and then another DM takes two straight weeks. And then we just keep flipping over that and just kind of doing essentially two campaigns at once where I get to play. And then I'm also the DM in the other one. Yeah. Alternatively, you might just have like an off week where somebody runs a one off or something like that. And it could be like tied into the campaign. It doesn't have to be. I mean, that's the fun of D&D. You can go setting to setting to setting over and over again, and it's a blast. Yeah, it's not going to hurt anybody. But I think the important thing is how to politely break it to your players that you just, one, have a good reason, and not having enough time is a very valid reason. Well, I don't think this isn't about quitting. This is about preventing damn burnout. Yeah. So if that's the case, then... like, if you want to quit, by all means, this is a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And if everyone, including the DM, is not enjoying it... It's then really you, reflective. Then you don't of the need to do it. Yeah. Like you need to take a step back and, and reconsider your priorities of, you know, your mental state and joy over this commitment. And if I it know doesn't it, spark joy. Does it not spark joy? I've, I've never I've seen never it. I've never either. The internet I've started. heard it's great. It's I'm a sure. great practice and people are like letting go so much. I don't know. But you have to I consider what brings you things. joy and what <laughs> makes you happy. And if you don't enjoy, like if you don't really enjoy doing it, there's no point in playing. There's no point in getting mad at D&D because you're burnt out and you just don't have the, the, the capacity for it at the moment. And it's also very reflective in the game when you are burned out because you don't have the information. The encounters are not as fulfilling and it's just kind of like, why are you're we going through here? the motions? There's yeah. no eleven anymore. <laughs> you're just rolling d twenty to check probability at that point. There's you're no just fun. making up dice rolls. You're just seeing how the chips and, land and not giving a care. And how you're they do. all dead. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And you secretly just wish all the party would die. <laughs> I mean, you can make that happen. You can. But rocks fall. And we do say that a lot. We always say like we're out to kill the players. But you know, I'd give my left. I almost said left nut. But that's <laughs> I would give. Give him the right one. The right one's not as important. Give him the right one. I, I'm not aware of that. But either way, like I would give anything for a great story that the players enjoy True. over anything else. Like, oh, that you got a fun story out of this. That's great. That's more memorable than like a really cool combat sequence. Yeah. Or Unless something it, like that. I don't know. It depends on what you're in D&D for. But as far as DM burnout, take care of yourself. No, it's just it's just a game, guys. <laughs> Even if you gotta take a step back for a while, it's just a game. You can always pick it up. Um, I would say, I don't know, be kind to yourself. I struggle a lot because I want my friends to be happy. These aren't just my players or my friends. I want them to enjoy themselves and have fun. But then it's like, oh, you didn't prepare at all this week, and you have literally nothing walking into this, and you're not that great a bullshitter. So <laughs> you're not that great a bullshitter. I don't know. But you're a great artist. <clears throat> I'm definitely I feel it. like before we submit this finally for upload, you should put a bulge in it. Just <laughs> I am not giving him a bulge. Give it a bulge, you quitter. <laughs> I'm not. First of all, I don't know how to draw a bulge. I feel like you just add like, de- I don't know, a definition. Okay, you shaded. have a bulge. Yeah, but I don't know how to add it to a fish person. Fish don't have peanut. Wait, Wait, they just spray sperm Exactly. Day. So I need to keep it, it like that because when he squats... And sperms everywhere. It happens. We should probably wrap this episode up. I was trying to do that, and you made me talk about DM burnout. Because <laughs> <laughs> we want to give tips. Okay. So. so if you didn't catch what I was saying before, the last thing was podcasters. You should catch us on those. <laughs> you can catch it. Catch the fever. Uh, catch the itch. Oh. Oh, no. Take that back. No. No itches. Be safe out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly, Rappy really. All right. Wrap your wrap your sawajin. Where is Garrett to say bye? (laughs) Bye. Bye.